Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hey everybody, that was Fat Cigar by Jeff Pitchell you were just listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire, (laughs) in the 724 Lounge. What is so funny about that? I'm looking at the monitor, and all I could see in this, hopefully this is probably what people are looking at right now, or whoever is uh, watching, is Pat squished in between... (laughs) The biggest guys that we probably have How here at the doing? shop. Hey, Pat. And, uh, yeah. This looks like a scene out of, Pat a, out of a out of a Pat, Pat Pat movie. <laughs> Tell me this isn't every fantasy you've ever had before in your life. I don't like that your voice is getting picked up in my mic. <laughs> oh, man. How you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, sure, Pat is the most uncomfortable yeah. person in the, in the state of New Hampshire at this it's moment like in time. Broken Couch Mountain, right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna get it's gonna get nasty. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I am Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts Nick and Dave. We got Ooh. Pat with us tonight, and Big Barry. Surprise, surprise! We have Big Barry Stein with us on the show tonight. <laughs> Barry? It's, it's Barry Bellavo. Barry Bellavo. That's my professional stage name. Your professional BB? BB. BB. It's Barry a lot Bellavo. better than BS. I'm just saying. True. Yeah, I, I agree. But Barry and I Barry and I go way back. We've known each other about Yeah, we do each been other over twenty years. Yeah, before New Hampshire. I knew before you in New Hampshire. Princeton, New Jersey. Really? Yep. Yep. yep, he was a customer at Little Taste of Cuba. No shit. Yeah. That goes way back, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, it just proves that the cigar industry is like more inbred than Kentucky. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty inbred now. <laughs> Holy. Yep, yep. So we've known each other for a long time, and we've been talking back and forth for a while now about having, you know, Barry on the show. Mm. And uh, uh, tonight, yeah. he, tonight he. Uh, I sat he, my fat ass down on the couch and you stuck with couch, me. And that was that was it. <laughs> that was it. There was <laughs> so no there moving Barry. <laughs> But we're, I'm glad to have Barry on the show. Yeah. And uh, uh, we are starting off the show with the Matapa. Matapa. This just dropped from Boy. Foundation Cigar Company. We're smoking the Maduro uh, Corona Gorda, which features a uh, Ecuadorian Sumatra Maduro wrapper, uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Binder, Nicaraguan fillers. It's a soft box press, uh, five and a half by 48. It's a great size. Yeah. Let me tell you, pepper bomb. Yeah, like, right off the rip. Sorry, Barry, go ahead. No, I feel like this year has been the year of the Sumatra. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It feels yeah. like every cigar coming out either has a Sumatra wrapper or a Sumatra binder. Usually, yeah. And it's probably the most controversial leaf in the market. Is it? Either you love it or you hate it. Well, really? Because of the So it's controversial because of the flavor? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it like, like Sumatra is a... An inexpensive leaf. Mm. Okay. 
<laughs> and, and, and it kind of has like a little bit of a bitterness or a little bit of a sourness that yes. either you love or you hate. I mean, a sourness and like almost like a citrus sour, almost. Mm. Yep, yep. It's a little it has that, yeah, yep. it has that citrus in yep. there and that that sweet taste to it. Mm. Yeah, Patrick, yeah. you look a little uncomfortable right now. He's fine. He's right at home, right there, That's in between two big gentlemen. He's he's. Just it's like being in prison, but different. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You can't leave. You can't move. At least you got a cigar in your mouth. Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that's something else. <laughs> the cigar in your mouth is something else. <laughs> hey, now, how you doing? Very well, thanks. He's, he's very well. That's the first how, time I've seen him have a smile on his face in months. <laughs> Seriously, though, how, how have things been going with school and, and all that? Good. It's uh, definitely busy semester. It's a lot of uh, bar exam prep, so it's one of those semesters that if you're not studying, you're going to flunk. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of kids uh, flunk out their third year, surprisingly, so mm. I'm trying to avoid being one of those people. Good for you, man. We're very proud of you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know Thank we you. give you a lot of crap. But it's because we love you. It's tough love, brother. Yeah, yep. it's, it's tough love. I feel a lot of love right now. They, they, I bet they, you yeah, do. There's <laughs> <laughs> four of us right now, not including you. There's a good chance that two of us you'll be defending in the future. <laughs> it's not going to be me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> not going to be me. I'll give you my wife's number, though. She'd probably, probably end up defending her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a joke, honey, I, I swear. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be sleeping on her. Be sleeping up here on the couch. He's not. I mean, the chicken can. Yeah, <laughs> the chicken run. So now, Nick, mm-hmm. you you wanted to do this tequila. What, I did. What, what 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 is this tequila that we are pairing with the Matapa? Well, this is the the Taurus Extra Nejo. Taurus Extra, the Extra Nejo. Right? Extra Nejo, and yeah. that's all information that I have. You guys should have like. Did you pick the tequila for any reason for the cigar? Well, no. The- well, I wanted so one. I wanted. I didn't want. So what I've been kind of doing uh, outside of work and outside of the show is drinking is obviously <laughs> drinking. I mean, that's like my second profession. Um, but what I've been kind of focusing on, because we do a lot of pairings that complement each other. We'll do bourbons or whiskeys or something like that. And that goes really well with a lot of cigars. And that's fine. And for your everyday smoker or for your... You know, your advanced smoker, that's fine. That's what they want. They don't want anything clashing with the cigar that's going to kind of be like, oh, well, this is kind of weird, but it's kind of cool. They want something that's going to be comparable to to what they're smoking. They want a good experience here at Twins, which I get. And that's what a lot of people want when they smoke cigars and they drink. They want something that's nice. I don't want that. I want something that's controversial. I want something that's a little bit on, you know, a little bit left or a little bit right. I want something that's, you know, uh, that's kind of more on the wild Are we getting political right now? No, no, no political at all. No. But I mean, I wanted... like independent. He was being... I am very independent, yes. A political as possible. Absolutely. Mm. But I wanted something that's kind of just weird the, the the bourbon or the whiskeys and you know uh, well, a cocktail pickle beer so, yeah we, so, i guess we could have so my biggest issue with tequila and my wife's a tequila drinker yeah. but my biggest issue with tequila is every tequila mm. kind of smells like wet earth a little but bit like this is like my fourth or fifth pull on the nose mm. and there's a lot of vanilla on this tequila yeah mm. i mean this is the same tequila that we that we had on the rocky patel show 
I know they talked about Kurt talked about it. Uh, Rocky Patel talked about it, but we didn't really kind of go into any uh, like really in depth into it. Mm. We're you know basically doing it with the Bala, the uh, 660, yeah, um, which is a great cigar. But I wanted to do it where we kind of all had a collective and we all had our own opinions on it because it's not it, even though it's a great tequila, it's not something I guess maybe you would. Uh, Pair it right off the rip with the cigar. You know what I mean? Well, how do we think it's going with it so far? Well, before How's that, it? I'll say one fun historic <laughs> fact that dates me back to Vegas. So we'll see if I remember enough of it. Mm-hmm. That makes the tequila pairing actually pretty proper for the cigar. Yeah. So, um, yes, it does actually. Matape, that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. So that derives from the word, I'm not going to pronounce it, it's M E T L. I think it's metal. And that is an agave, derived from an, an agave, agave plant, plant called the Magay. The Magay. The Magay. Yeah. <laughs> and the oh, Magay. Is there any shock to Magay. It is the Magay. No, it's, I swear, it's, it's literally <laughs> called the Magay. And that dates back to Central. Are you coming central, out right now? I'm just telling you about an agave <laughs> plant right now. And that dates to Central America. It's, 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 it's. It, it has to do with like the mythology in Central America, which is where the name the Aztecs and stuff like that. Yep. And then I, I know a lot of um, uh, I forget who the, the poet is. That's the face of the cigar. Yeah, it's uh, Dar- Ruben Dario. Dario. Yeah. So the Mage was one of in a lot of his poems, like mm. that idea behind that plant. So okay. it's an agave, which tequila. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So. Pretty apropos here. Yeah. You ever have yeah. a random trivia? So I, I'm not a tequila guy, but there's a lot of Madagascar vanilla in this. I don't know what Madagascar vanilla tastes like. <laughs> I know what regular vanilla tastes like. Right. No, I, guess yes, I guess I'll really snob. agree with that. Right. You are a snob. You're a tequila snob, Barry. We <laughs> didn't know that about you I'm until getting now. More of an I didn't Ethiopian know about it either. Vanilla so. out of it. Ethiopian <laughs> vanilla. Yeah. Ethiopian <laughs> vanilla. It's a little more tart. Oh, no, I'm getting that. Look, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a little more market basket. Ethiopian vanilla makes you hungry. I got the moolah's vanilla here. Like vanilla ice cream. <laughs> little, little extract, you know. but I mean, so far, I mean, it's good. I mean, when we had it on the show, it was damn good. Mm-hmm. I wanted more of it. And here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a tequila guy by any means, but uh, this is this pretty smooth. good. Like, it's smooth. It's, well, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. you didn't know this was tequila, would you say it was? Nah, if I was no, like Stevie like, Wonder, I would have never guessed this yeah. was tequila. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. Great. I met him one time. Did you? I did, yes. Did, did he know you were there? No. Did he, did he, he, rec- no. did he, he recognize you? He didn't recognize me at <laughs> all. You know, there's those conspiracy theories that he's not really blind. I know. <laughs> there are deep conspiracy theories about that, and we can save that for another show, and we can travel down that rabbit hole. But, yes, I did I did meet him one time. Well, I, I said hi, but I, that was stupid of me to wave, but... You waved. At <laughs> I did. I was like, "Hey!" I was you like, "What am I doing?" Because I was doing security over yeah. at uh, the inner. I was doing security at the Intercontinental Hotel, and they his hand wave at the security. blind man. Yeah, wave at the blind man. Well, I don't think it was that racist, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he was coming in, and you know, he was he was he was coming through, and I said, you know, naturally when you make eye contact with a person, you. <laughs> say hi and uh, we kind of locked eyes and he just kept i was like hey i was, I was like what, eyes. what am i doing <laughs> like he had his glasses on and everything but just to be nice and be professional and you know i was working at the time and 
you know, I said, hey, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, well, what did I do that for? Well, that brings up an interesting topic. Who, who's the most interesting celebrity you've ever met? Betty White. Betty White. Yeah, she was fucking cool. Did you wave at Betty, too? No, so she locked herself out of the hotel room. So when I worked over there. you took her to his room. I took her to Well, I mean, so where were you, Golden Girl? Oh, man, she was lovely. I mean, I get, I mean, I met a few celebrities over there when I did security. I met Sandra Bullock. I met Betty White and Stevie Wonder. I I rode the elevator. I didn't even know who it was. I rode the elevator with the old commissioner of the NBA mm. because the NBA, uh, all the NBA administrators were at the hotel mm-hmm. and the trophy was there. Mm. So all the administrators and the security and the state police and the state police SWAT and everybody was there at the building. It was really cool, really high tension. Yeah. Um, I met Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I rode an elevator with him and I had to walk mm. him to his. Uh, his um, I heard you looked up to him. I had to. I'm six foot. I'm six foot, and I had to look straight up to him to say hello. That is a tall, tall man. Mm. I was like, oh, man. But, I mean, Betty White, I mean, she was cool because it was, she was just, like, normal. Like, she didn't, like, have, like, you know, didn't think that she was, like, really high class or anything. She was just, like, your normal grandmother just kind of walking around and saying hi to everybody. And she would walk through the hotel lobby and nobody would recognize her. Mm. She would have her big glasses on and she would have her toad and she would just walk through and nobody recognized her. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar walked through. It was a mob scene. Mm. I mean, they had to do Stevie Wonder through the back uh, entrance because obviously the, you know, the fame that he has, um, all the NBA stars that went through there and everything. They had to go through like the separate entrance and everything or through the um the garage entrance and have security around and it was like really high tension when a lot of those guys were like wanted to go down to the bar and everything. We had to mm-hmm. be on our toes. I mean, we got to see we got to hang out with um Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez. But yep, I, I mean, out of Poppy. yeah, and all of the people that I've met through the time that I was there, it was Betty White was was really cool. She was just your your grandmother cool, you know what I mean? Like really, like she was gilf cool. She was what? Gilf cool. What the hell is that? Don't ask me what that is. I want to know what that is. <laughs> Red, Red mother, I'd oh, like boy. to. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll hold my comment on that one. Wow, uh, I plead the fifth on that one. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor. Barry, what about you? Who, who's the most interesting celebrity you've ever met or Reg, seen? Or uh, Reggie Jackson and David Ortiz. Mm. Reggie Jackson, because I have a story to tell off the air, and uh, David Ortiz, because even though I told him I was a Yankee fan, he was just super cool about it. And same thing with uh, Louis Tiant. I'm like, mm. good, I'm good yeah. friends with Dan Tiant, his son. But Louis Tiant threw out the first pitch at a Marlin Red Sox game, and we played uh, Cuba Dominoes together. Nice. And he made me put on his World Series ring as a special advisor to the Red Sox. There you go. And I got to tell you, I probably could have fit two fingers through his ring. Yeah. The guy has some fat fingers. I got I got a picture. We went when we did the um, uh, the first Red Sox game or the first um, winner for the Red Sox mm-hmm. game. I I was picked. It was me and. Um, who the hell was the old manager? Steve. Yeah. Over in Hookset. And it mm-hmm. was me and him that went 
in the limo with Rocky and Orlando, and we got to meet Louis Tion at the mm-hmm. you know at the field and stuff like that, and we all put on his ring and took pictures and stuff. It was pretty cool. And yes, he does have big hands. Yes, yes. the worst celebrity I ever met was James Gandolfini. No, yeah, he was just, no. He was arrogant. He didn't want to sign autographs. He was just uh, oh. he was a douche. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Danny. Also, I, we can't forget Orlando Cabrera. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. the coolest, nicest guy ever. Totally. I mean. You would never know that he was a, yeah. a, a, a MLB baseball player. And, and I never met, I've never met him. He's up here in New Hampshire all the time. He, he is. A, he has a solid relationship with Kirk Kendall, 724 yep. Lounge, where we're broadcasting from. Yep, yep. And I've yet to meet him. He'll, he'll probably be around at some point. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I remember one time you came in, and I was opening up on a Sunday or on a Saturday morning, and I had to come in for the old Sean. And Sean, you know, the hit me up. Sean. Yeah, the old Sean. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you got to open. I'll be there in a few minutes. So I was like, all right. And usually a Saturday morning, Orlando comes in and has, has a cigar with Sean, and they talk and stuff like that. And Orlando was there, and I was there. And we started talking about different cultures and background and my background, my nationality, his background and everything, and where he came from. He went into this huge, long conversation it went on. We went down rabbit holes, right? So I've known you from year. What's your What's your background? What's your nationality? I'm black and Italian. Okay. So we were. Talk- so you're Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Blessilian. Blessilian. <laughs> um, so we started talking, and we we're just going and just talking, and it's about ten thirty, and I get a call on the house phone, and I pick it up, and they're like, "Yeah, are you guys open?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're open." I answer the phone. And he's like, well, the front door's not open. I'm like, oh, my God. And I was talking with him for an hour and a half. Didn't even realize the the front door wasn't open. I had to go rush in. I'm like, Orlando, I didn't even open the door, dude. He's like, oh, my God, go open it, go open it. So, yeah, but, I mean, one of the nicest down-to-earth guys. I mean, we've smoked with him on the show. I mean, Jesus, he's giving us cigars, opuses. I mean, one of the most generous persons I ever met. So, so Dan, you're a pastor. Have you ever blessed anybody famous? I've ever blessed anybody famous. Or a confession? Or a confession. Uh, that, uh, that would be even better. <laughs> yeah. No, not blessed anybody famous. No. No. No, can't say that. Um, <clears throat> How about Dan's brother? Um, I recently just met and uh, sold uh, Rudy Giuliani cigars. Oh. Yeah, that's right. he been stopping by here quite a bit, huh? Mm. So I'm I'm originally from New York City, as some of you know. Rudy Giuliani used to be the coffee boy in the Manhattan DA squad before he became <laughs> what he was. Yep. So like all the cops, old school cops in New York, they make fun of him because he was the guy they would send for coffee. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Now look at him. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. What Pat. About- Pat, what about you? Who's the most interesting celebrity you've ever? My, mine was actually Orlando, but with. you guys. Oh, we guys stole that from you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I liked it. Just, I, well, I forget. Like it was like probably like three years ago now, and um, I don't even know who he was. Hmm. Now my dad would have known who he was. Like we, we have pictures of him, like that famous picture of like the home run that he hit in the World Series. Uh-huh. Um, we have that in the house in like three different places, mm. and he was in the back office smoking an Opus. 
and obviously I like Opus, so we were just talking for like obviously a half hour about cigars, and I just had no clue who he was. And after we left, the old Sean was like, "Oh, you met Orlando?" And I was like, "Orlando, yeah." I met a guy named Orlando. He was like, "Do you know who he is?" I'm like, "Orlando." That's Orlando Cabrera, and I'm like, "Why?" And then finally it all hit, and I was like, "You, just, you, <laughs> like, you would have oh never God. like." He doesn't have like that he personality. Doesn't, he, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't personality. He's not cocky or anything like that. Yeah. He will talk to anybody. I mean, he's just an awesome person. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I gotta give props to Pat because sitting next to me is a lot different than sitting next to Bray. Yeah, <laughs> I mean about three hundred pounds of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get some tattoos. I'll show some cleavage next time. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, the amount of weight on this couch right now would exceed every elevator limit in the Northeast. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying about me, Pat? What are you saying about me? I'm talking about the collective group on the couch. I think it's more about yes. me than you. I mean, we're probably going to have to get a new couch after this episode. Kind of tilting to the left. <laughs> well, the people watching on on YouTube to the right, something. Jeez. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Yes. Yep. Pat, how you doing? <laughs> you know, Pat is probably. I'll, I'll be there for you. Pro- you know, unless you yeah. drown or something. <laughs> Pat is feeling. He, he looks. Just a, he looks. A, he looks like the middle of an Oreo right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> On the screen, it does. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's fucked up. You're the oh white stuff. <laughs> Can we curse on this thing? No. No. no all right. Well, you're not supposed no. to. But all right. we do. I fucking about, won't. Then. About 14 years ago, last week, uh, I met the Padrones, the Padrone family. Like, How were they? All of them. Awesome. Uh, it was. I was more awestruck than anything else. You know, it was. This was Pastor Padrone meeting the Padrones, and uh, uh, I guess what's what was funny was. After I left, mm. it, they talked to uh, Dave Garofalo. This was the two oh, guys. Sorry. And um, <laughs> they're, I guess, devout Catholics. Oh. And so when they found out my nickname was Pastor Padron, mm-hmm. they couldn't stop talking about it. And really? Dave said they, they, talked about, they talked about you and your nickname for like two hours after you left. Wow, that's awesome. You know. And That's Dan's great. always about about putting a cigar in a pipe when you can't hold it anymore. He shoves it in his pipe. So yep. I, Hashtag pipe worthy. Yep. That's right. So I, mm-hmm. I started smoking a pipe. You know, I smoked a pipe when I lived in New York because I lived in an apartment and cigars were less offensive if you smoked in a, an apartment. But I bought a pipe two weeks ago and I, I spoke to Dan about it and he sold me a Tampa that was perfect for packing a, a cigar in the pipe. There you go. Yep. Yep. All right. This one right here. Ah. Yeah. This one right pipe here. Tampa. My pipe shaped Tampa. You know? Yeah, but I, I've been a I've one I've never up. been a fan of sticking a matchstick into my cigar or getting a little roach clip or something or tweezers. The cigar's holding it and holding it up. You know, you put it in your pipe and you can smoke it till it's gone. But I'm going to one up you. I played Cupid Dominoes with Old Man Padrone. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. My goodness! Like that's like that's one of my my accolades. Greatest things in life was playing mm-hmm. dominoes with Old Man Padron, and then the number two thing was playing dominoes with Louis Tiant. Yeah. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah. Did yeah. you let him win, or did he win you? He did he win. Old man Pedrone, I couldn't beat on like my best day. No shit. But my, I, I took great pride in beating Louis Tiant and Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's very very, cool. very cool. How's the cigar progressing for you guys? Is it staying mm. the same? Is it changing up? Are you liking how it's progressing? How's the burn? What's going on? I'm great, getting great burn. A lot of cocoa notes. Yeah, a little bit of built. It's kind of it. It reminds me a little bit of a Malamar. I don't know what a Malamar is. So well, this gra- is words gra- you're speaking. So I don't know it's of. it's chocolate. Yes. With marshmallow and graham cracker. Mm. Like a what? Say that again. It's kind of like a s'more, but it's a cookie. So a s'more. No, it's a cookie. It's a cookie. Like a Girl Scout cookie? No, not a Girl Scout cookie. Go go to the supermarket. It's a yellow box. Yeah. It's called Malamars. It's called Malamars. And it's chocolate, marshmallow, and graham cracker. And that's what this cigar is. Okay. Mm. I was going to say, I get a lot of sweet wood. Some cedar. <laughs> some pepper. That's what I, she said. I heard you like wood. <laughs> I do. I love wood. <laughs> Especially the, the hard kind. That's what she said. Yeah, she did. She did say that. Pat, I wow. think he's talking to you. Am I? Oh, what, what? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I have any circulation down there with the cram that I have right now. Oh, yeah, oh, no. yeah there we go. Can't, can't feel his legs right now. Oh, boy. It's going through my Someone's leg again, feeling right? his leg right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pat, I can't what? get enough of your love, babe. <laughs> Holy what are you, the what are you getting right from there? the cigar? Do you agree with Barry, or do you have a different uh, take on it, Pat? I don't even remember what we're smoking right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that tequila changes it a lot. Mm. I mean, I've smoked, because when we got them in, because I, I was waiting for this to come out for a long time. So I've had just about every size at this point. Yeah. And I've heard that you've had a lot of different sizes. Oh my yeah, god. It, it's the biggest size over here in my life. But um Oh so, um, I will say each and every one that I've had has been like just a phenomenal construction. It has like that mm-hmm. perfect like drawing water through a straw draw. Mm-hmm. You know, the burn's been good, it's packed well. Um this cigar specifically factoring in the tequila. It's um, you get a little bit of that broadleaf sweetness. You get more of it if you're not drinking the tequila, right. and then the tequila brings out to me. It's like a, a vegetal, kind of aroma, <clears throat> and then that sweetness is still there. And then you are getting some wood, and then, you have a little bit of that bitterness you get with the Sumatra, but this is a little bit more salty than typical Sumatras I've had, which I think, I mean, the fill is just Esteli and Jalapa. Mm. So typically Esteli has like that salty kind of aroma to it. Jalapa gives you that floral kind of sweetness. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I guess the tequila's <clears throat> sweetness is bringing out more of that kind of vegetal tart flavor. So it's kind of negating that floral sweetness I kind of look for from Jalapa. But mm. overall, it's a good pairing. It's definitely a medium plus finish. Again, the Corona, it's like a flavor bomb. I mean, oh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of pepper in the retro with this one. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a key thing that, like, what Pat said. Like, I always equate Sumatra with a little bit sour. There's mm-hmm. no sourness on the cigar. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. In the beginning, before I started sipping the tequila, there was a little bit of sour note in there, mm-hmm. in the finish and everything. But now the tequila kind of calm that down, and you get more of that sweet note in there. Mm. Very, very nice. Out. 
having smoked the different Vitolas that this comes in, there's this, there's the Robusto, there's the Toro, and there's a, a double Corona. Which do you think, how do you think this compares to the other Vitolas in the series? So the, the Corona, in my opinion, is the best one. Mm. And then out of the Claros, I thought the Robusto was. Do they make the Corona and the Claro? We just didn't. Yes. No. Did they? <clears throat> so I, I would suspect that the Corona would probably smoke the best. I mean, they were all very good. It's just if you want, like, I'm more of a fuller-bodied smoker. Mm -hmm. It's definitely mm -hmm. a lot more intense than the Corona. So, yeah. bef so before I weaseled my way onto the show today, <laughs> I was sitting at the bar earlier, and I was smoking the Robusto. You don't say. Yeah. And the Corona, I to me, is ex it's exponentially better. The, the Corona is exponentially, to me, better than the Corona. It's like... It's three to four points higher than a Robusto. Uh, I had the Toro the other night, and the Toro was just a straight pepper bomb. Yeah. That thing was just relentless, and I was retrohaling the hell out of that thing. And it was like every time I took a, a puff of the cigar, it was like somebody was spraying me in the face with mace, and it was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was like, oh, God, yeah. it hurts so much. Give me more, please, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the spice definitely picks up in the bigger Vitola. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not so much on the palate, though. It's in the retro. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the retro. Mm. And I don't know if it's the length more than the girth. Ooh. That's what she said. But uh, <laughs> the... the... <laughs> oh, that's what she said. Always. <laughs> I didn't know you had a sound did bite somebody, for that. Did somebody uh, got a wet your keyboard or something? Somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's waterproof, so it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Yeah, but the, the, this Corona has a lot of sweetness to it. That yeah, it does. I'm really yeah. enjoying. Mm. Oh, it's just beautiful. I don't want it to stop. Yeah, dark, dark cocoa nuts. Mm. Some real kind of sweet cream behind there. Earth, wood, like you guys are saying. Yeah. Um, and then a really, you know, potent pepper in the retro. Mm. It's it's a it's a very enjoyable cigar. And the burn on mine has been phenomenal. Have you guys smoked the Charter Oaks yet? I had the Connecticut, uh, not the Connecticut. Well, it's a Connecticut Broadleaf, but I've had the Maduro. And I did like it. But uh, I found it bitter. I, it was a little the on the bitter side. to me, mm. was very bitter. But like I didn't. The shade one. I don't know. I, for me, I thought it was, oh, it's a special. So I thought it was going to be really special. And it really kind of was okay. It was not the special that I was looking for that I thought it was going to be. The best charter oak to me is the, is the what is it, Habano, charter oak Habano? Mm -hmm. Those are good. The, that's the <clears throat> best one of the three, in my opinion. I'm a fan of the Maduro, the regular charter oak Maduro. Yeah, exactly. That is just, for me, that's just a sweet, <clears throat> I mean, the price point, the construction. Oh, the, the price tobacco. point, the charter oak is the best cigar for the price point on the market. On the market, today. yeah. 100%. Yeah, hands down. I've always said, Barry, maybe, I, I wonder if you agree with me, too. I would pay a dollar or two more a stick and still not feel like I was getting uh, taken from my money. 100%. The charter oak is probably one of the cigars on the market today that's underpriced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't say that too loud. There'll be people listening about that, and they'll be bumping up the price. Yeah. And that's the thing about about Nick. Like, like some of it, you know, the Charter Oaks are underpriced. The the Ella Wences, maybe right there, maybe right fifty there. to seventy five percent underpriced. 
Uh, the, I don't the, think they're underpriced. The Wiseman Medora was exponentially better than the regular L1, say, yes. in my opinion. Yep, my, oh, my yeah. Opinion, I mean, but you get the Corona in, in the Corojo L1, yeah. And that thing blows a lot of cigars out of the wall, even some of the some of the cigars that are in our portfolio. Yep. I mean that Corojo and that Corona is oh unbelievable. Yeah, for me the biggest mistake Nick made was naming that cigar. Yes. Nobody could pronounce El Wanse. El El Guganese? Yes. El <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he did the right thing on the Maduro calling it wise man. True. Easy to pronounce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Very good cigar, man. Mm-hmm. All of it, everything, mm-hmm. all the way up to even the high clear castles that he makes. Good cigar. Those are fantastic. Yep. Those yep. are really good. Yep. And there's that new forty dollars cigar he just came out with that oh. I commander. Yep. I could have pulled a trigger on earlier. Today. I will. I will at some point. At some point, I will too. Maybe. Maybe Friday when I get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna smoke it tomorrow. But Ooh. Yeah, forty dollars. Very, very limited cigar. Yep. Um, I know the. Uh, uh, Big, you know, the proceeds of that is on Nick's end goes to uh, charity for Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good charity. So, so that makes it easy to buy at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're, it, it goes to um, uh, schools and, and youth over there. Is it a tax write-off at that point? Do we have any accountants listening to the show? <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell us write-off? Chime in. It probably is at some point, you know, get to a certain a certain percentage, right? Mm. Well, let's do the uh, 724 flashback before we get any further along. Let's do it. The 724 flashback is a weekly segment highlighting historical events brought to you by 724 Cigars. Smoke a piece of history. Absolutely. You still uh, didn't get the stinger? The flashback we have uh, goes back to Saturday. This Saturday. Last Saturday. This Saturday. October 28th, 1886. All right. I was going to say that's way back. 86. 1886. The Statue of Liberty Mm -hmm. was dedicated at Liberty Island by President Grover Cleveland on that day. Was it still green at that point or was it It bronze? (laughs) Probably was bronze. They painted it over here, didn't they? Or did they paint it? They didn't paint it. It was patina at that point, was it? Did it become mm-hmm. patinaized? Uh, is that a idea. word? Patinaized? Yeah. Oh, you just invented it right now. I, I did. Patinaized. Is that a, is that a word? Can you fact check that? If, if you can't, can't say fact check. Can you fact check it? <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Fact <laughs> <laughs> check it? I thought we were friends, the last, man. <laughs> the last thing I want is a fight to break out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fat chat. But I thought that was Oreo's about to snap. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to become double stuff. (laughs) Let's keep it PG-13, ladies and gentlemen. Pat will never be back on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Pat's like, I'm retiring. This is not good. (laughs) Pat Law Books are as close as I ever want to get to it again. Wow, uncomfortable silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Is there anything else that happened on uh, October Radio. 28th in 1886? No, but uh, even when the Statue of Liberty was being dedicated like that, mm-hmm. 724 Cigars was already 12 years old. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, 1874. Yep. Yep. So somebody was smoking a 724. Predated the Statue of Liberty, yep. While it was getting set up on Liberty Island, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Bedloe's. Bedloe's Island. Bedloe's Island. No mm-hmm. more. 
Yep. I'm yep. still hung up on fat check. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Dave, are you, are you going to fat check that? <laughs> fat check. It, Dave can't see. He's too busy looking at the lights. What am I on looking up little, On his little. Do you see this mouse pad? That, like, no, lit up and it, it follows the lights of his. Damn, we go way back. I thought we were friends. Fat we are. We are. I can't help but Pat said you, it. You're fat shaming me. I didn't like, what, what the hell, man? <laughs> Dick, help me out here. I, I'm hopeless right now. I'm hopeless and hopeless. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh man! So what is he? What is he looking up again? What was patinaized? Patinaized? Is that a thing? No, no, it no. is not. No. So it patinaed. It patinaed. Yep. Patinaed over time. Over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, beautiful brown. Mm. They threw it up. Yes. Have any of you ever been up in the Statue of Liberty? No, but no. I've, I've, I got, I had a trip with my aunt one time to New York City and. <laughs> I saw it from a distance. You saw it from a distance. Yeah, I never, never touched it or walked up and. So I'm I'm 54. I lived here for nine years. So nine minus 54 takes me to 45. Very good, Barry. And then I lived in Miami for six years, so that takes me to 39. So I lived in New York City for 39 years and never went to Liberty Island. How dare you? You call yourself a New Yorker? And any New Yorker can tell you they've never been to the Statue of That's a tourist <laughs> thing. It's a tourist thing. Interesting. I would think you'd want to go there. That's a pretty important historical landmark. Yeah, can you imagine me walking up to the torch? No, I can't. No, I <laughs> no. probably have a heart attack. Oh, well, you would. Oh, good I thing think they had an elevator. elevator. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I believe they do have elevators. Yeah, but I was to the top of the World Trade Center. Mm. Yeah. I was to the top of uh, the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much, and the UN. And that's probably the only three New York things I've done living in New York. Gotcha. Well. Like, I don't want to take a boat to Liberty Island. That's what my ancestors did. I'm going to leave that to them. Oh, you want to kind of trace their footsteps when no. you go there and see what it's all about, and you get to see the the, well, the archives. Well, have you been to a Giants game? Have you been to a Jets game? Were you with the Yankees? Yankees. Did you go see the Mets? I've seen the Yankees. Yankees I've seen the Mets, but I've never seen <clears throat> the Giants or Jets. But I've been a Patriots fan since, like, fourth grade. Oh. Hmm. I like the Minuteman logo with Steve Grogan and what have you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Been, yeah, never been, been to an island game. Never been too happy with the whole Elvis thing. So, what Elvis thing? That's the current logo. It's Elvis's face. You didn't know that? Oh, who the Patriots? Yeah. Oh, on the helmet. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had to go back to the old jerseys. Yeah. I like. Mm. The old I mean, yeah. the old jerseys are classics, but mm-hmm. gotta get the new stuff, man. It's what mm. everybody wants to see—the new stuff. So, what's the final thoughts here on uh, the Matapa Coco? Is it good? Is there any final thoughts on this? Are we giving it? Do we give it a number on you? No, I don't. I don't give things numbers. Okay. We we just say we like it. I like a lot. What we like, what we like about it, you know, how much we like it, but you know, I, I, I'm a big believer that that that, you know, you you give a cigar. Let's take cigar aficionado. You know, they rate everything between like an 83, and a 96. 
Yep. Which basically it, means, you know. And if you average high, you get it 89 points. or higher. It's, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's, why do you need all those other points if, if nothing is ever going to be? And so if, if something, if something drip, drops below 90 points, it's like people don't want to try it. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, Which is different than half wheel. A half wheel gives a cigar an 88. Mm That's like a 92 and it's aficionado. True. Yeah, true. But even at that, I mean, people see that on the website and they're, you know, they read the reviews and everything and then they're like, "Mm, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And I mean, you flip through even Cigar Snob, you look through Cigar Snob and it's the same thing. I mean, go out and smoke it. Don't believe the reviews. Cigar Snob, I just look at the half-naked ladies. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. But, I mean, in the cigars, I mean, look, I for me, if I gave anybody advice on, on stuff like that, read it for the information. But go out, go out and smoke the cigars because that cigar that they give an 89 to an 88. Might be a that, 95 for you. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. so exactly. subjective. Yeah. And so. You and, know, and you're not jaded by advertising dollars. Right. 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 Yeah. And just smoke it, baby. Very, like very if I gave if I I know you guys don't give numbers, but if right. I had to give this cigar a number, it'd be like a ninety three. Okay. It's it's really good and worth the purchase. It's box worthy. Mm. I'd go. But ten well, cigars, it's, a ten, it's, de- ten it's definitely box. a box worthy. Cigar. It's ten count box, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely a box. If it was a twenty count box, maybe. I mean, I'd probably grab a handful. But if yeah, I had to give it a number, dollars a cigar, it's a twenty-count box would be a little pricey. Yeah, mm. I mean, if I had to give it a number, and we're you know doing this in the spirit because Barry's Barry's sitting with us tonight. Mm. If I had to give it a number, it'd be ninety. I'd do a ninety on it. Okay, so this cigar's doing really well. I would definitely think so. Yeah, so we're at ninety-one and a half right now, Patty. I don't give numbers. Oh, yeah, just he, for the spirit of the atmosphere. Come on, baby. He's gotten in trouble with that before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He learned his lesson. Did he? <clears throat> yeah. When? What happened? Is there a story behind this that I haven't heard? Because I probably haven't heard it. Obviously. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. there, there is a story behind it. I need to hear it. Can we? Is it? Is it PG-13 that we can hear? What can we number s- story would not be PG-13? What, what do you think I'm... What? I don't know. <laughs> well, 69 wouldn't be PG-13. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably not. Well, what's the story, Pat? I don't know. We got time. I'll let Barry tell it if he wants to tell it. So the Cigar Hacks did a cigar podcast with another cigar shop in New Hampshire, and he smoked that cigar shop's owner's cigar, and he gave it like an 82 or something. Oh. Uh, it was like a 70. Uh, yeah, so he seriously offended another cigar shop owner in New Hampshire. Oh, oh, okay then. Yep. So, yep. yeah, we'll stay away from the ratings, I guess. I yeah. Highly recommended. That's what, that's highly what recommended. I'll, I'll, I'll highly agree with recommended. that. 100%. Highly recommended. Pat, do you agree with that? Yeah, it's, I think it's a really good cigar. I know it's not a leaguer and you're a Drew State fanboy, but it's a highly well, recommended. <laughs> <laughs> I've smoked this probably four times, this specific size four times. So. Pat, question for you. If you no. were... Okay. If you were stranded on a deserted island... Opus. Okay. There you go. Would be an Opus. Cigar snob. <laughs> well, gentlemen. Yeah, but you'd have to let the cigar sit there for three or four years before, before you, you really smoke them. Yeah. That's true. That the, yeah, the, at that point you would have nothing but relations see, that's with the volleyball. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! 
All right. Well, let's do the old time, switcheroo. Time to do the switch and go to the pipes here. All right. Yeah, and yeah. I had to go downstairs and buy a basket pipe because my wife wouldn't bring me the pipe. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to break your heart, Dave. Dave, break your heart. Sorry. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this baby. I did. I bought it. Wow. What? That was so freaking, dude, that was behind the counter. Put aside for me to buy. It was in the case. It was in the back room. No, it, it was, was in I the case. I brought it back, and Dan put it in the box in the back room. I took this out of the case today. So, how? But look, wow. check it out. Hey, hey, hey. Dave. 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 Well, no, you listen to me? Dave. No, I'm not. I have nothing to say. Look. Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. Dave, just put down your freaking lighter for a second, dude. Mm. For a second. What? So I bought this right today, but it wasn't for me. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck we're you not too, supposed bud. to cuss on the show, Dave. Oh. But I bought it for you, kid. But I also bought myself another pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the you. Little... <laughs> you. <laughs> you said someone bought your pipe today. <laughs> you didn't name me. <laughs> the Darth Piper strikes again. So that is yours. You could you could spark it up if you want tonight. And... <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Oh, you're sick. Dan, ne- I love. Dan, you. next time I see you, you gotta sell me a soft flame. It's using a torch to light this pipe. Where's that tobacco? Let's go. Let's get it. It's right here. Here's the tobacco. This is what we're smoking from beyond. It's the latest small batch release from Cornell and Deal. Do you have (laughs) (laughs) Paybacks of BA? That's that's the pipe that's that's the tobacco that's released October, right? For Halloween. Yes. Yes. And uh, from the <laughs> Laudisi website, <laughs> oh. uh, it says, Taking inspiration from the popular Merry Lovecraftian, the Old One series, <laughs> Cornell and Deal's Small Batch oh, from Beyond. Garden. Smoke it, baby. Is a rich, potent, and incredibly complex English mixture that captures Headblender's Jeremy Reeves' impression of a wonderfully aged 1990s-era tin of Dunhill Nightcap. I mean, this thing balancing is... full flavor with robust strength. It's handcrafted using a host of rare tobacco varietals. Eastern North Carolina Red Virginias from 2017, Bright Canadian Virginias from 2017, Turkish Izmir from 2018, mm-hmm. and Greek Basma from mm-hmm. 2019. Uh, Turkish Latakia and Genuine St. James oh, yeah. Perique. The flavor is dark, rich, and subtly sweet with a smoky, incense-like quality evocative of shadows in the woods. Shadows in the woods. <clears throat> that is a very interesting pipe. I love this little Look guy. So yeah. this tobacco, um, you oh, know, yeah. is that this blend is the second time it's been released. It was first released in, in uh, 2021. This is the second time it's come to market. And um, how many tins were released on it? Was it 16? 1,500, I think. 15,000? 15,000 tins. Or 15,000. Okay. From beyond. Yes. I missed the zero somewhere, obviously. It's mild. Oh, it's not mild, Barry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I find it mild. Like, I'm a cigar smoker. Like, I I told Dan a few weeks ago he needs to do a a show, or you guys need to do a show, transitioning a cigar smoker to a pipe smoker 
especially in the winter. Like, you can get away with smoking a pipe indoors in winter, mm. especially if you're married or you have a significant other. Yeah, because, my, my wife much prefers the, yeah. the cigars. But compared to a cigar, I find this mild. Keep smoking it, Barry. <clears throat> well, it's going to be a little bit more on the mild side because th this is supposed to be like an aged tin of Dunhill. So, you know, you take something from the from the 1990s and, you know, you fast forward it 30 years. There's going to be a lot of um, uh, changes in the tobacco that you're going to have. The Latakias kind of mellow out. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be as as uh, in your face as a tin of nightcap mm. today would be. Um, and I've had an old tin of nightcap before. Yeah. Um, not from the 1990s, but remember we did that a few years ago. We did, we did. one uh, five years I've old. Got a, I've got a tin of <coughs> and um, unopened. Um, the Dunhill one. Yeah. It's 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 he. Did a great job mm. matching this up flavor-wise uh, to what that would be. So, um, well, the last time we did from beyond, it was oh, I love this. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm. Mm -mm. So, what are you picking up in your new uh, pot there, Nick? Smoky. Some smokiness. Some. Yeah, Some spice, smoked, smoked mesquite, smoked yep. mesquite, soury, tangy. Mm -hmm. You know, I get a little bit of a like a caramelized apple. Mm. Like think about mm -hmm. going to a fa it's fair. Definitely, it definitely a got a little bit of sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. that kind yeah, of for that sure. kind of sweetness there. Yeah, sweetness, the spice on the retro, mm -hmm. that's really nice. Mm. A little smoky, smoky note, little wood notes in there, kind of tip tiptoeing on my palate i get the wood it's not like an oak it's not like a cedar it's it's somewhere in between like almost like pine mahogany mahogany better word there you go baby mm. pat what do you think out of your uh is that a christmas pipe mm-hmm Ooh, 320 christmas <laughs> mm. i'm getting uh I'll go with the mahogany. I'll say molasses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't got the molasses. But that's me. Mm. It's got and a like very that. incense like uh, aroma to it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very floral. <laughs> that's the thing I don't get when I smoke a pipe. Mm -hmm. I don't get the aroma. The people around you tend to get that a little bit more. Yeah, the room note. Yep. Like, my wife has been pressuring me to get something a little bit more aromatic. Yeah. More on the sweet side. Yeah, maybe. but I don't I don't get the, the rube note when I smoke. I do sometimes. A good what one I for do... that is uh, the 603 roast. Yeah, the okay. 603 roast, a lot of the aromatics, the autumn evening, obviously. I smoke a lot of Englishes, so, I mean, Kurt thinks it smells like burnt hair in the in the shop. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I get, when I do the aromatics, I can, I can, smell the room note when i do the englishes i can't smell the room note mm. i think the only one which is not an english is uh dark bird's eye and kendall dark i get that room note and the room note for me on that is more like a barbie like a deep crusted barbecue ribs that you just pull off the smoker <laughs> <laughs> a 
Rod says, if I smoked a pipe in the house, my wife would fire me outside faster than you can say Cornell and Dago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I assume he means deal. Yeah. But... <clears throat> yeah, it's one thing where I'm blessed, but my wife could pick out certain cigar companies. Mm-hmm. Like, she could pick out uh, Nesta Miranda Special Selection when I light it up. Mm-hmm. She could pick out uh, Ro- anything Robocraft. Yep. Mm-hmm. But she tends to, like, uh, she's okay with me smoking in the house as long as there's something aromatically appreciative for her mm. which is why she's pressured me to find a aromatic pipe tobacco oh we got quite a few downstairs Barry. Yeah, yes quite a few sir yep there are some nice non-aromatic tobaccos that have a good yeah room note too mm-hmm. um yeah she likes the corneal and deal small batch that you mm-hmm. named uh your pipe tobacco the year of 2022 i think mm-hmm. it was what was that danny is that Red Flake, Red Virginia? Yep, the Red, the Red yep. Virginia. Yeah, Carolina Red Flake. Red Flake, yeah. <clears throat> we have some tins from last year's release of that. Yeah, we downstairs do. now. You know what has a horrible room note? Which is? Take a guess. Break you guys probably gonna know what I'm gonna say. Uh, it's a new one. It's a new one. New, oh, new the one. the beast. Oh my god, yeah. Is it? <laughs> I didn't notice. Pat, Pat hates. The room note to the beast. So does Sean. And uh, what is not it? not for nothing. So does my wife. Really, she hates the beast too. What is it? What does it smell <clears throat> like? What does a room note smell like? In the words of Marcos, because he he said it the best. From Monday cheese. That shit smell like ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marcos. Marcos. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah, sure. Amen. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, what are you liking about it? Anything? No, I love... It's really... One of the things I love about From Beyond is how smooth it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost got a creamy texture to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like, all the tasting notes we're talking about, it's so well melded together. Mm-hmm. You know? It's balanced. Yeah, yeah very well balanced. Very well balanced. Hmm. I think it goes great with the tequila, too. I don't know if you guys have tried it. I know Nick can't because he, you know, sucked it all down. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, you know, I don't really do single pours anymore. I mean, (laughs) you know, just kind of what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are you going to do? So one thing I noticed taking it from the, the, what do you call this type of glass that we're drinking? Flute. Uh, Flute. From this flute. Like pulling the flute and pulling this the the sip out of it, the vanilla was much more pronounced, mm. and I get like a caramelized apple from the from the tobacco, mm. and it's very smooth, very balanced. You should try smoking your glass. What blowing the smoke in the glass? Mm-hmm. That's what Danny's doing. I'm gonna do the same thing. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it tastes like smoked <clears throat> vanilla. Mm-hmm. Let's uh see if I can get that last drop out of here. <laughs> we need to get Tyler to give you another pour. You can, you can dump my keyboard on it. <laughs> oh yeah. 
It tastes so, like smoke. It tastes like smoke. So, <laughs> so my my wife wouldn't bring me my pipe because she was already in bed at home. Mm-hmm. So I had to go downstairs and buy a basket pipe. I mean, so it does your job. We've all done it. Yeah. yeah I've so done how it. much different does a basket pipe versus? So is a basket pipe pri- briar? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yep. So, how much different is a basket pipe? Versus... The new guy made it. You know. Okay. You know, so it's still same quality briar. You know, you're just not paying the premium because you didn't have like an artisan make it. Okay. There's that, and the briar was not as pretty. It wasn't like it flawless feel... enough to make it into a higher end thing. It, it feel like in my hand, it feels more vinyl. Mm. Well, it's because it's been heavily painted. <laughs> okay. That too. To hide the imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I mean, to have a, a you know, this is a, a Peterson um, pub pipe <clears throat> in the um, heritage finish, I believe. And to have any, you know, if, if your pipe is smooth and it's not rusticated and it's got a, a you know, a, a varnish on it or, or a, die on it that allows you to see the the grain of the wood mm. they don't do that unless the grain is really really good quality yeah like this one no here. pits in it you know there's no flaws i love the wood grain on this little guy mm-hmm. i mean the wood grain is is just fantastic. yeah that flame grain on there is yeah. great fantastical mm-hmm. yeah like you smoke with a straight pipe yes i'm, I'm I don't you know, know why, why, but I'm not a fan of it because I don't like the way it feels in my hand. Yeah. Well, this is that's a nice one. Um, I needed a nose warmer for the longest time, and I saw this one. I was gonna go for the cannonball, but I couldn't do it. And it's not just for the show. Like you know, I was off. T- this is my Saturday, mm-hmm. so I was at the bar at maybe like two two thirty, and you came upstairs at one point smoking a pipe. So I it's was. not just for the show. There's not. Not for me. I mean, I'm, I've been smoking pipe since before I, I started working here as well. I wasn't as educated and as advanced as, as I am now. Right. Um, I was just doing regular, you know, corn cobs and basket pipes, and I was okay with that, mm. and, you know, because for me it was just the vessel for the tobacco that I was smoking. <laughs> but when I got here and they hired Danny and he kind of showed me the way and – you know, introducing me to Petersons and Savinelli's and, you know, Briarworks and Fortunes and everything like that and all the all those shapes and sizes and different styles in the Meerschaums and everything. It was it opened my it opened my mind mm-hmm. to a whole nother realm of, mm-hmm. of pipes and what, you know, the craftsman and, and you know, the signature series from Savinelli and it was just wow just a whole nother world and it you know the 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 tobaccos and everything that you know danny has brought in over the years all the flavors and the spice and the, everything the shag cut the the navy flakes and everything the rope all mm. that stuff you know what i mean yeah it's like a whole nother animal like you know like we're all primary cigar smokers i think mm-hmm. on this panel yeah. yeah you know i know dan's always been in pipes but i think we're cigar smokers yeah. yeah once you get yep. into pipes it, it it's like the options are exp- uh tremendously higher than that of cigars well, yeah. yeah like you know i you know 
when I lived in New York, we're talking 15 years ago, I smoked in a pipe because I lived in an apartment. It's, it's just, it's more conducive to smoking indoors because of the aromatic qualities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the deep dive into pipes is so much more than cigars. Oh, yeah. Well, not to mention the fact that unlike cigars with your pipe tobaccos, you can be like, you know, I wonder what would happen if I put this in that, you mm-hmm. know, and you, you know. Take a little bit of, you know, granite state and add it to some dark bird's eye, you know, make it a little aromatic or something like that. What would happen? And you totally have the freedom to do that. Yeah. With, like, all these different blends and stuff mm. like that. It's crazy. Yep. You know? Like, I'm even looking forward to going home tomorrow. Like, you know, tomorrow's my Sunday. Mm. I'm looking forward to trying uh, some of that Cornel and Veal small batch in, in this pipe versus my higher-end Savinelli pipe just to see how much the pipe changes Mm-hmm. The smoke. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you're doing <clears throat> what I learned and what I was talking about with Kaz when he was here mm-hmm. is not so much the shape of the pipe. But like, mm-hmm. yes, it can. I mean, when you have church wardens to something like this, mm-hmm. the smoke is going to be a little bit cooler and, you know, and it, it's you're going to pick up a little bit more flavors and stuff. But it also depends on how wide the bowl is. Yeah. So if you have a really wide bowl, which Pat has at 320, which most of my pipes are 320s. You have a wider bowl. You're going to get different flavors, and and that you know in that one than you will in something like this where it's a little bit more narrower. So it's the same thing in in cigars as well. It's the it's the, the same. ring gauge it, changes the how ring it gauge performs. Change, yep. Exactly. So you can have the same blend when you have you know a 660 versus a Corona. Yep. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You have that that flavor difference. In this, in the pipes, it's that same difference. You, if you have something of a, a narrow bowl or a smaller, yeah, smaller diameter, mm-hmm. it's going to change that tobacco versus you smoking it in a wider bowl. I could, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Sean? Hey, bud. Johnny. <laughs> Sean O'Matic. <laughs> <clears throat> Wearing the knit hat. Mm-hmm. It's cold out there, mm-hmm. and the snow is coming. Yeah, Don't they say, say the S word. So up in the, the northern part of the state, they had the first snowfall yesterday, and they say tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, we can get like a dusting. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. From what I've seen. Welcome to winter. Well, what I've seen, because I always have to look at the temperatures because I have chickens, and i got to make sure that the okay. chickens are going to be good, and i got to make sure that the water is heated so water doesn't freeze. Wednesday night is going to be 29 degrees. Mm-hmm. So got to get that heater going. Yeah, I had to sure. convince my wife last night to turn the heat on. She's like, it's not November 1st yet. We can't turn on the heat. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, yeah. I just yeah. can't do it. I saw, I saw a meme. It said, now is the time of year when the New Englanders have a competition to see who turns their heat on last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I have a friend that still wears shorts in January in New Hampshire. I'm like, mm. dude, what? What the freak is wrong with you? I know. Hey, some people do it. Yeah, I mean, I I've seen that. people come in and in flip flops, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's what blows me. I'm like, how? You know, how? Flip flops, freaking Crocs, and freaking they can do it, out. man. I'm they like, can do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I can't do that, man. Sandals. So, Danny, mm-hmm. what is your favorite <clears throat> snowy activity, or yeah, snowy activity <laughs> or winter activity <laughs> that you? Watching it fall while he's smoking a pipe. That's, yeah, <laughs> that would probably you know, be a good that's, activity. That's pretty much it. You know, I, I'm fortunate in that, you know, I do have the room where I can smoke in the house. Got the 
nice recliner right by the the fireplace. The fireplace. <coughs> Show off. And watch it. <laughs> watch it snow. And better yet, watch my daughters shovel the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the whole reason to have kids in New England to shovel the driveway. <laughs> yeah. It's the whole reason I had kids. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, you, you, you created a workforce. Well, I see. I thought. My biggest uh, workhorse, though, <clears throat> moved to Ohio, though, kind of left me high and dry. Ah, mm-hmm. you got Child the old labor. Yeah, Maggie. She's actually watching right now. Uh-oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hi, Maggie. If you didn't recognize that, that was Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Barry's wife is calling. Now I got to look up. My, now I got to look at my phone and see if she's actually calling. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm not a big winter guy. I, I'm. I I used to love being out in the snow. Um, Skiing or or doing snow snow tubing that was my preferred thing was snow tubing. Uh, There there used to be well there still is there's the uh, that little park in um, um, Amesbury. Oh yeah, you know where you can do the the snow tubing down the hill. Yep, used to love doing that. You ever go to uh, Haverhill Ski or Bradford Ski? Bradford Ski. Yep. Yep. I used to go there all the time. But as I've gotten older, I have. You know, you you learn to start hating the snow because <laughs> snow is just a chore when you get older because you got to get it out of the way. You got to get it. Yeah. And then there was that storm that we had. Uh, it's a number of years ago now, but we got like eight feet of snow inside oh, yeah. of four or five weeks. Mm. There was no place to put the stuff. True. There was no place mm. to put the snow. That was the year the snow didn't melt in Boston till like June, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, it was that year. That was and my first year in New Hampshire. Like moved up here from Miami, and yep. there was a hundred eight inches of snow over the winter. I got trapped in Boston because they put out a state of emergency, and nobody could be on the roads mm-hmm. for like two days. And I was at my building, and it was a, my Friday when it started snowing, mm-hmm. and I was going out every. I'd say probably every 20 to 30 minutes to shovel snow. Mm. And I did that for hours. And then they're like, they, then they put out the state of emergency and I couldn't leave the building. Mm. And I was like, I can't go home. So I got stuck in Boston mm. for the two days until they cleared the roads. And then, Jeez. yeah, one of the days. And then I had to, I had to make my escape and I got mm. home. You know, maybe I'm a newbie up here in New England, but I look forward to the first 12 to 15 inch snowstorm. The first yeah. one. After that, I'm done. Yeah, bring, bring back I summer. I agree. I agree. I'm a snowboarder, so I mean, I haven't went in like two, three years, um, but I mean, that's what I love to do. And it snows. I'm like, yes, because fresh powder is so much better than like the mm-hmm. powder that they make. Yeah. Because if you fall on the stuff that they make, you're in for some some pain. <laughs> you're in for some pain because they pack it down. And it's like a sheet of ice. Mm-hmm. You fall. You're falling. It's like falling on concrete. And it sucks. Mm. Fresh snow on the mountain. Mm-hmm. You're going down. You fall. It's like falling on a bed. You're good. How about you, Dave? What's your uh, snowy activity you like to do in the winter? Ah, <sighs> playing video games. Yep. In the snow? <laughs> you set up your, uh, no, your I game love, outside. I love, I love, I love riding my jeep in the snow. Yep. 
No, you put it in a four wheel drive. Four wheel drive. Do some do some donuts. Actually, it was like I think I only had to do it once last year. Was put it in four wheel drive. True. Yeah. True. That thing's got a an amazing uh, transmission because I got the, the commander. You have so a commander. Yeah. What about you, Pat? What do you like to do in the winter? Love What's your favorite snow activity. Uh, I don't know. Probably just watch it snow. <laughs> I haven't really been able to enjoy winter activities for a few years now. Because of school and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Barry, what about you? Naked snow angels. Whoa! <laughs> hey. But, but seriously, it's just sitting in the recliner and watching it fall. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being outside. I'll get my 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 winter smoking jacket, um, and I'll sit outside in my front stairs and just watch it fall while I'm smoking a cigar or a pipe. And then I'll have I don't have to put ice in my drink because it's already cold outside. Mm-hmm. Just like get some snow and just put it in the my make my little snow coaster. Mm-hmm. Just put it right in there and it keeps it nice and cold. You, you know what my favorite thing about the snow is? It it, it you can hear things like thirty miles away. Mm-hmm. Really? You know when I lived in New York and, and like so the sub the subway which is you know the trains for anybody else but the subway was above ground mm. and it was it was probably a mile and a half away but you can hear the clickety clack and the wheels over the track yeah did you know and that's that was and a you rhyme. guys can fact check <laughs> yeah. me i was just gonna say <laughs> you, if you, did you guys did you the guys world's know? on the track oh boy here comes down the snow that because of the snow <laughs> the snowfall actually um it it absorbs a lot of the sound in the area so mm. it is actually when it snows it is quieter Yes. And it is normally. Mm. Yeah, so you think of New York City and all the traffic and all the the yeah. the, 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 the the general noise. The yeah. noise cease, ceases to exist. When it snows, yeah. But you can hear things further away because of how quiet the city gets. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I love about the snowfall, how th- quiet things get. Mm. There's a romanticism Rem- about it that Rem- I enjoy. Remember that when we had like that that really big winter and rod had dug out a shelf on the side of his garage yes and he had all of his drinks and he's watching the podcast with eight feet of snow to his left <laughs> that's the one thing like i remember as a kid yeah like they would cancel school because there was like 12 foot snow drifts yeah i don't remember i like as an adult i don't remember 12 foot snow drifts they don't exist anymore mm. Well, we came pretty close a couple of years ago. Yeah. But like you step now, out of your house and you'd be underground. If, 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 if it's Just going threat, to snow. The threat yeah. of snow is canceled. Like, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. We had to walk both hills up way and yep. whatever. Both hills up yeah, way. Up <laughs> yeah, I've been deprived of telling my daughter. I used to walk uphill six miles in both Please directions. Please leave early because the northeastern is coming. And yep. by the way, we're having pizza for lunch. That's what yep. it was for school. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like uh, it's 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 a little uh, cold outside. I remember let's, when I moved. Let's up. take a let's take a day. I remember yeah. when I when I moved up here, like five inches of snow. I would call out sick from work oh, and God. drive the twins to hang out and just drink <laughs> all and smoke all day. Because, you know, it's like 0.5 miles versus 12 miles to work. Mm-hmm. I so. did that one time. I did that one time when Federal Cigar used to be in Plasto. Because mm-hmm. I used to live in Plasto. Yeah. So I, I did that one time. I was working. Um, what was I working? I was working somewhere in Boston. And I called out. And it was snow. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. 
and Federal Cigar was open. So I went down, and I was the only person in there for like two and a half hours just sitting in there smoking a cigar, watching TV. And the guy who's working the counter is probably thinking, what yeah, he's like, what are you going to leave? So I'm like, God, I want to close early here. I remember I came here, and it was like, it was snowing terribly outside, and there was a girl that worked here that doesn't work here anymore, and she had to go home to, for a walk of dogs. Mm-hmm. And Kurt, the owner of Twin Smoke Shop, decided to stay. And he basically bartended just for me and my wife and nobody else because we came out. Nice. And it, it was freaking awesome. That was good. That and good and that's like the that. sign of a true business owner. Like, he wanted to make sure his customers were happy. Yeah. Mm. yeah Rod says in 2001 they had uh, 21 feet of snow. God. He's in what? Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Canada. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Canada's Canada. like a third world country. <laughs> I went to I went to a baseball game once, the Mets versus the Expos. Yeah, and I'm in this stadium singing the national anthem, <clears throat> and the person in front of me goes to me, "Are you Canadian?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just a hockey fan." Uh-huh. So I knew like the words from going to hockey games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So what's the final thoughts here on uh, From Beyond the 2023 iteration from Cornell and Deal? You know, I'm a cigar smoker by all be all mm-hmm. i'm actually and it's not a knock on the 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 foundation uh what was the name of that cigar with the matapa the matapa the yeah. i'm enjoying this more than the matapa and that's not it by all means as you know i gave it a 93 mm-hmm. it's not a knock on that at all but i'm enjoying this pipe tobacco immensely yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This is i mean it is it's complex it's smooth it's got a really nice light spice in it. It's got some nice sweetness to it. Um, yeah, it's got that that lace. It's got like that herbal taste to it. Yeah, you know? I'm it, enjoying that. It almost has like a clove finish to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> which Pat would call clove. The baking spice. Oh, baking spice. <laughs> yeah. Baking spice. All right. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Well, mm. I think that's a good uh, good place to end the show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 You, you, you anxious to get up, Pat? If you can. <laughs> I need to get blood circulation back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's a little uncomfortable. Uh, hey, Barry, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks. Yeah, I hope great to have you on the show. And I hope to be back again. I'm here most Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen on Not Just Blowing Smoke. Gonna have anybody. Yeah, instead of two guys, it's five guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> hey, you get it, Pat? You get it? You get it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. We'll see you next uh, Monday night at nine o'clock. Don't miss it. And that's not just blowing smoke. Stay smoky, my friends. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking on a fat cigar.